Good evening, Rich Jones, Stephanie Brown. We are live at Everbank Field where when the news came down, there was a little bit of a gasp in the room that Maurice Jones-Drew decided he's going to retire. Madden Advisory Services, a very big sponsor of Hobnob tonight. I'm joined by Hank Madden. You were able to also find George W. Bush getting here. I mean, we were just talking off the air, Hank, how big this election is, and what a great turnout tonight. Thanks again for your support. It's truly an honor to have been a part of this, and, I truly, and I'm just so thankful that WOKV offered me the opportunity. But one of the things that is so great in this time of turmoil, indecision, and indecisiveness uh, that we have in decision-making, uh, acceptance of ideals and rejections, you have an opportunity here to see America truly at its finest. People of all political persuasion beliefs have gathered here and done so in a peaceful manner. There are places in the world that I have lived in that this could never have happened. This is America and its greatest. Well said. Thank you. Thank you very much, Hank. Appreciate your support. And a lot of young people who are here, really active. You're engaging in social media using the hashtag WOKVHobnob. Stephanie, I know that we've had a lot of activity on the app as well. If you want to leave an open mic on the News 104.5 app, you can as well. We're profiling candidates for sheriff now. Tony Cummings sitting right next to Stephanie Brown as well. Hey, good to see you again. Hey, thank you a for decent hobnob, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's outstanding. <laughs> with, with, uh, with early voting beginning Monday, how do you feel you've done getting your name out there, trying to be one of that top two in a really crowded field? you got seven guys who are running for sheriff of Jacksonville. Right. Well, well, we've been in this race for about two years. Uh, entered the race back in 2013. Uh, our platform is is robust. I think once people hear exactly what the plan is going forward, uh, the introduction of civilian review boards and accountability panels for the first time in Jacksonville Sheriff's Office history, uh, the expansion of the Community Affairs Division for those faith-based organizations to be able to get their message out on a broader scale with the platform, uh, and a whole host of other goodies that I have for the public as a sheriff, uh, I think they'll come on board. What, what do you believe is a winning issue for you? Is it the review boards? Because that is one way that you can try to differentiate yourself. But is that a winning issue in the community? Of course. I, th I think if you look at what's trending across the nation, uh, the public has to have a voice. A seat at the table when you're talking about uh, safeguarding your neighborhoods and how to spend that 380, I'm sorry, $398 million to safeguard the community. The, the civilian review, review boards will do just that. Uh, as you look at the uh, across the landscape of the first coast, uh, you know the demographics are changing, and we don't want to have a Ferguson-like situation occur here in Jacksonville. And if the public has a seat at the table from the start, uh, we can avoid those situations down the road. Are you getting the sense that? people want to be involved in this? We know that sometimes it can be an issue during investigations that people don't want to talk to police. You know, are, are there people out there that want to have an active role in this? Everywhere I go, uh, and anytime I introduce the public accountability boards and panels, I'm constantly reminded that it's long overdue. Uh, people want to know what's going on in their community. They want to know how they can serve their community. And one, uh, there's no better way to serve your community than to get involved in, you know, se you know securing the safety of the, the, your citizens. So by actually volunteering to appear on these boards and panels, uh, I think that would, that would actually bring the, the, the community together. Right now there's a, a, a gap in trust between the police and the citizenry in many of the hardest hit areas of Duval County. And the only way we're going to bridge that gap is if we, we are open and transparent from day one, we bring the public on board, and we give the, the public a, an opportunity to speak out on these issues before they become a problem. 
when you're standing in front of the public and giving them the chance to speak out. You know, we know obviously we're in a time when resources are tight. Can you stand in front of them and say, you know, we want to open the conversation, but we're okay with what we've got? Or is there somewhere, you know, specifically resource-driven that we need to step up as well? Well, the city's in a $50 million budget hole, and, and the sheriff has fiduciary responsibilities to be to actually be a wise steward of the taxpayers' dollars, and I intend to do that. But the only way we're going to do that with the 1,603 officers that we have uh, patrolling the uh, 841 square miles of the city is to restructure that middle management and put them back into the equation. We have to be, you know, make wise decisions about how we use that 85% of the budget that goes to manpower allocation. Uh, I've already introduced a plan to put those officers back into the street to safeguard the neighborhood. And we're not going to go in front of the city council over and over and ask for more of your tax dollars until we can demonstrate that we can utilize the money that you're giving us uh, wisely. Well, we do appreciate you uh, carving out a couple of minutes being part of the broadcast and showing up at Hobnob tonight. Best of luck in the next couple of weeks. Early voting begins on Monday. Tony Cummings, thank you so much. I sure appreciate you. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you coming by. One of seven candidates for sheriff as we're kind of doing a round robin now with all the sheriff candidates at the WOKB Hobnob. Up next is going to be Rob Schoonover. Uh, to my knowledge, we have every single sheriff candidate who is here tonight and we're going to be bringing you them over the next 20 minutes or so in the special edition of Jacksonville's Evening News. I'm joined by Stephanie Brown and Rob Schoonover, who is one of the candidates running for Jacksonville Sheriff as well. Rob, thank you so much for being here on Jacksonville's Evening News and at the Hobnob. You were with us uh, in August of last year. What's changed for your campaign since August of last year? Has your message been resonating? Yeah, I think our message has been putting out there. Um, you know, it's been a long year. But we're glad that we're coming down to the wire. So we've been happy with the way things are turning out. How have the issues changed for you in terms of what you're hearing from voters? We just heard Tony Cummings talking about trust. Do you feel you've built trust behind the Spoonover name? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that people know my career, that the, the, the associations that I've touched with in the community, they know my integrity, my ethics. So, yeah, I, I've gained some trust out there. What ways do you build that trust, especially in the young community in Jacksonville? Isn't that a generational issue, and how do you bridge that gap and have them feel like, okay, i got a trusted partner here in the men and women in blue? Well, you know, part of my plan is going back to the beat system where you put an officer in a neighborhood, he gets to work in that area day in, day out, gets to meet those people, and it's kind of like building the rapport, building that relationship. That's how you gain that trust. Do we have enough officers that we can cover the beats, especially those high-crime areas? Yeah, and that's what I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it citywide right off the bat. But looking at the high-violent crime, starting those areas by putting beat officers back in those areas. Is there any concern about, we know we had Operation Ceasefire not too long ago, where we had to take some resources out of those low-crime areas in order to really focus in the high-crime areas, a short-term fix that was, you know, effective for the time being. Is that, I guess, the concept that we're starting out with in order to get that beat system working in the high-crime areas? Or are, are the safer, quote-unquote, communities going to be losing out there? No, no. It won't be taken away from the safer communities or the less crime areas. It's just basically putting those officers back in the high-crime area, trying to get those areas under control. Yeah, we hear that whack-a-mole sort of thing that the Sheriff Rutherford has been talking about. He wants to avoid a whack-a-mole strategy, but does it seem like that's been, from your experience, the way that things have been handled? What do you look to change immediately to say, we got to get a handle of what's happening now, but we got to get ahead of the issue going forward? Yeah, well, and part of my programs are dealing with the juvenile issues, the juvenile gangs. Um, I want to bring back the D.A.R.E. program to our elementary schools. 
There you're talking about a fifth grader dealing with a police officer on a daily basis. Having that rapport with them before they hit the middle school area, it's just building that rapport. It's got to start early with these kids. I mean, based on your experiences with kids, have you seen impacts where you can see a fifth and a sixth grader turning things around and they're now volunteering with the sheriff's office? Yes, yes. And see, I was at Police Athletic League for a couple of years, so I saw how we affect the change in some of these kids in these low-income areas. It's just something that we got to do better and get back into. When we're looking at youth intervention, are we talking a, a revival of journey? Does more funding need to be put back in there? Yes, that would be great if we can find money for the journey. But we can do, with our resources that we have in the sheriff's office right now, we could do a lot of things and improve on what we're doing now. Well, early voting begins on Monday. It's been a long journey, I know, yes. for you. Best of luck along the way. Thank you for carving out some time to be a part of this broadcast, no, Rob. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank Rob you. Schoonover, candidate for sheriff on a special edition of Jacksonville's Evening News. We've closed the uh, straw balloting, by the way, so we should have results close to 7 o'clock. We have more candidates for sheriff. Hang tight. Just one second. We're waiting on... Oh, I guess Jay's going to sit then. That's fine. We can have Jay. Hang on. We're going to have Jay sit. Jay, go ahead and have a seat. We're joined by Jay Farhad. Let's squeeze in one more here before we have to get to a break on Jacksonville's Evening News. One of the other candidates who are running for sheriff, Jay Farhad. You've been kind of milling around. I appreciate your patience with us here. With seven candidates for sheriff, it ain't easy to get you guys into one room. As you guys do these candidate uh, profiles and you're answering questions in the community, what are the themes that you're hearing emerge from the community out there, and how do you feel your message is going to resonate so you're in that top two in a couple of weeks moving on to May? Well, you know, we're getting a variety of questions asked to us, and it's ranging everything from what are you going to do with crime or what, uh, what separates you from the, from the other candidates. And I think one of the biggest things, uh, at least for me, is the separation is that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the only candidates that's actually still employed with JSO as a supervisor. Uh, the majority of the other guys are all retired. I'm the only candidate that has a business background, uh, being a small business owner, 10 years at the state attorney's office as a special investigator and working uh, in the juvenile division, which, you know, at that time in the early 90s, we had some of the uh, premier intervention prevention programs for youth in the country. And unfortunately, we've kind of gone backwards a bit on that. It's, uh, it's a huge cost-saving uh, measure, and it, and it saves the child. We really need to implement some of those programs back. In terms of running on your credentials, we've heard a lot of candidates talk about maybe some distrust between citizens and police right now. Do you view your history as, as an asset, or, or can it possibly be a little bit of a liability? No, no, it, it's definitely an asset. Uh, it, you know, and I think where it's going to be more beneficial to me is I've been very involved in the community my entire adult life, ever since I graduated from FSU and came back to Jacksonville. You know, I've sat on about a half a dozen nonprofits, been very involved in civic organizations. And, and that's, that's because that's the way we were raised, not because I decided I was going to run for office one day. And I think a lot of that has really uh, paid itself forward to me, and I, I've developed a lot of relationships through the community through those various organizations, whether it's Catholic Charities or Rotary or some of these other civic groups that I've been a part of. How do you get a, involve, uh, a, a handle on violent crime if it starts at a young age and if you have limited resources? Well, you know, it, it's, a, it's a systemic problem. It's going to require a long-term comprehensive plan, probably generational. But the first step we need to do is we need to get additional officers on the street. We, we, uh, we're we're top-heavy. We have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Uh, day one, I'm going to do some realigning through attrition, take some of that funding and use that money to create additional boots on the ground because that's the, ba that's the backbone of the agency. And what that's going to do is it's going to give us higher police visibility, 
Um, it's going to increase the morale, which is a huge factor. Right now, the morale is probably the worst it's been in my, in my uh, entire career at JSO. And, and it's going to reduce response times. And, you know, a happy police officer is a proactive police officer. They're getting out of their cars. They're engaging with the community and getting the community to engage with them. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, uh, policing hasn't really changed. It, it's the eyes and the, the communities are eyes and ears and we're the hands and feet. It's been a long journey for you. Best of luck along the thank way. You. Monday is early voting. Good luck getting the message out there. Jay Farhat, thank you for taking a few minutes out. Thank you. Take Appreciate care. Appreciate it. Best of luck in the straw poll tonight. We have two more candidates for sheriff. We're going to bring you. We're going to pause for just a brief moment. We are at the WOKB Hobnob. Rich Jones and Stephanie Brown follow along with the hashtag WOKB Hobnob. This is a special edition of Jacksonville's Evening News. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.